Anik Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions. Welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, making a partnership of good health. The studio lines are open for your calls and questions. Call 973-267-9687. Now, here's your host, Tom Wood. Good morning and welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, creating a partnership of good health. I'm your host, Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. Answers Live is a call-in show, so I'm going to give you the call-in number again, which is 973-267-WMTR. That's 973-267-9687. Answers Live is brought to you every Sunday morning at 930 by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. We are located at 310 Madison Avenue in Morristown. We have seven additional offices throughout the state. Proud to announce our newest office is opening in Bedminster, New Jersey at 350 Main Street in the Schoolhouse Village. We can be reached on the uh, web at www.ansdocs.com. Again, that's www.ansdocs.com. Excuse me, dot com. Or um, by phone, which is 973-285-7800. Okay, again, excited always on Sunday to bring you uh, another special guest. Today I'm going to have Dr. Allison Gran. She is the chair of the Department of Radiation Oncology at St. Barnabas Medical Center. Good morning, Dr. Gran. Good morning, Tom. So excited to have you here. Before we get into a closer look at radiation oncology, could you just let me know and the listeners know a little bit about you, your some of your educational background and your practice? Sure. So um, my name is Allison Gran. I'm the chair of radiation oncology at St. Barnabas Medical Center. I did my medical training at George Washington University in Washington, D.C. I then did my internal medicine residency in Boston through the Harvard Medical System. I then was um, trained in radiation oncology at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center and stayed on on the faculty at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center for a number of years until I came and uh, joined the staff at St. Barnabas Medical Center. Okay, now you're at St. Barnabas Medical Center running the show over there, radiation oncology. Um, Just for everyone listening, let me give you these phone numbers and I'll give them to you again. To reach Dr. Grant and the Oncology Center at St. Barnabas, it is 973 322 5630. And again, the address, she's located within the hospital at 94 Old Short Hills Road, and that's in Livingston. Um, Again, very excited to have you here. We're going to take a closer look at radiation oncology. Um, For me and for everyone listening, let's start with a basic question What is radiation oncology? Um, So there's different ways of trying to kill cancer cells. Um, Many people are more familiar with chemotherapy or medicines that are given to kill cancer cells. Radiation is also used to target um, cancer cells. It's a very effective treatment for many kinds of cancers, such as brain tumors, breast cancer, prostate cancer, where um, x-rays are targeted out of a machine. Um, They um, are focused on killing dividing cells. They are the way we um, treat patients is to block and spare normal tissues okay. and target our beam to um, 
the area of malignancy or the area where microscopic cells may be left behind um, so that the cancer cells don't grow and we can help patients. So in, in simple terms, your medication here is using radiation to, while that cell is dividing, you're kind of killing it so it stops dividing and hopefully slowing down or in some cases making, getting rid of that tumor or the cancer cells. Absolutely. Okay. Um, there are, you hear a lot of places that do radiation therapy and I know your center is one of the top ones in the area. Um, what what distinguishes yourself or your practice from others? And then I really want to get into what actually is done there. But for everyone listening, what is a little bit different about the center there? So um, we are a group of three highly trained physicians, all from either Harvard or Sloan Kettering. Um, we have five full-time physics staff. Many departments are not even lucky enough to have one physicist in the department full-time. We have a staff of five. Wow. We are a very integrated department where we don't only take care of the cancer, but we take care of the whole patient. We're very focused on the patient experience. Um, we have great psychosocial support services and a wellness center for our patients. Um, no two patients are the same. The same cancer is different in every individual, and we really try to individualize patient care. Okay. Um, again, putting myself in shoes of anyone who's listening, that once you're diagnosed with that cancer, it's so frightening. Um, people don't know where to go. Um, so going to a center like yours, um, you kind of feel like you're going home, uh, was the sense that I hear, is you're very reassuring there. It's a very beautiful atmosphere, um, and the confidence and knowledge of the, the staff makes you feel good. There's so many different types of cancer, um, and I want to kind of go through the, the larger types or the most popular, if that's an odd way to say it, uh, most common types of cancer. And I know a, a lot of the stuff that people discuss is breast cancer. We hear a lot of people diagnosed with that, and they do get radiation therapy for that. When would someone come for radiation therapy, and, and what is done for the breast cancer and radiation oncology? Um, so uh, radiation is used to treat breast cancer really in three settings. Any woman under the age of 70 who has a lumpectomy preserves her breast always receives radiation therapy. Um, it's part of, the, it's the standard of care. Okay. For women over the age of 70, it's a more individualized discussion, and I'm not going to go into all of the details of that here. Right. Um, many women who have mastectomies, um, there's a proven survival benefit to treating women after a mastectomy with radiation therapy as well. Women who have positive lymph nodes, um, there's not only a benefit in terms of decreasing the risk of local failure with radiation after a mastectomy, but also studies have shown around a 5% overall survival benefit for appropriate patients. The other um, third circumstance is radiation is very effective at helping um, you know, most women with breast cancer, many women with breast cancer are cured of their breast cancer. Okay. But unfortunately, in some cases, breast cancer spreads to the bone, um, which can be quite uncomfortable, um, or to other organs. And radiation is a very effective tool at palliating symptoms. So we also use radiation in those um, circumstances. Okay. Um, if I'm a patient and, uh, and, and you're going there for um, treatment, what is the experience that, what would I experience when I go there? Is it, is it scary? Uh, is the machine, what does it actually look like? Um, am I clothed? How do, what is, give me a little bit of a, if, if I had put myself in there, what would happen to me when I arrived? So the one thing in our department is nothing's ever done to somebody without it being explained. Okay to them beforehand. Right. So in order to give safe radiation treatments, the first step is a planning procedure. That machine actually looks like a CAT scan. It's it's open. The patient can head 
is out in air and okay. the feet are out in air. Um, it's a very quick CAT scan, much quicker than a diagnostic CAT scan. Patient usually is immobilized, um, not in a claustrophobic way, but just so that safely with the treatments are reproducible every day. When they actually come for their regular treatments, the machine rotates around the patient. The room is wide open. The majority of the time, there are therapists in the room setting up the patient. We have very experienced therapists. We have 12 full-time therapists. Um, we have, thank God, very little turnover in our staff, so they're very experienced at taking care of patients. Um, but the machine rotates around. Patients are only alone in a room maybe for about a minute and a half. Then the therapists come back in and rotate the machine to another position. Again, patients alone for about a minute and a half. Um, in our, We have uh, three uh, different kinds of machines in our department, not all for breast cancer. But um, the room is made with um, sort of a mural on the ceiling where you know, it's soothing the, atmosphere. Yeah, soothing atmosphere. Um, no patients ever touch without knowing they're going to be touched. Okay. Um, uh, when you actually come for your regular treatments, you're typically in and out of the department within 20 to 25 minutes a day. Okay. It seems very patient focused, which is which is a nice. Does it does it hurt? Do you feel anything? It's like a chest X-ray. You don't feel anything when you leave. There's no radiation in your body. Um, you can be close to a baby. Okay. That's, that explains it. Um, I hear something clarity. What is clarity for breast um, imaging? So it's it's a new, actually, piece of equipment that my department just purchased. Um, when a woman has a lumpectomy, so is preserving their breast, um, there is a cavity where the breast cancer was. And the standard of care is to give the whole breast a certain dose of radiation and then target the lumpectomy cavity for the last uh, you know, five treatments. That's something called a boost um, in the nomenclature. Um, in the past, uh, these boosts have been planned sort of on either on the original CAT scan or palpation or looking at the original mammograms. This is actually an ultrasound machine, um, which we is on a laser. So you can basically um, see when you do your treatment plan with the lasers line up exactly where the lumpectomy cavity is. You can customize your blocking based on that original ultrasound. When the patient then goes to the treatment room, the same ultrasound machine with the lasers is in the treatment room. And daily we will image the lumpectomy cavity with ultrasound. So it's not any extra radiation exposure to the patient to make sure that everything is lining up perfectly. Because for those last few treatments, you want to minimize normal breast tissue that is treated and just treat really the targeted lumpectomy cavity. Okay. So that when you say boost, you're really, you're really doing a hyper treatment to that area where the tumor was to kill any residual cells that might be there. Right. But it's not stronger dose per day. So patients sometimes hear the word boost and get scared. It's going to be more radiation. It's actually less, but most of the breast is spared those last five treatments. So it's more of a focus Mm -hmm. than planning. Um, Talking about planning, what do you do that's uh, individualized treatment? Because everyone is different uh, size, um, their their fears, the way their personality is, their breast cancer, how advanced. What do you do there to individualize treatments for each woman? Well, obviously, listening to your patient is important to understand sort of their emotional needs. But um, in terms of the actual radiation planning, every woman's breast is different. The size of every breast is different. Sometimes we treat women on their stomachs um, to pull uh, breast tissue away from the chest wall. Larger breasted women are usually treated on their stomachs in our department because it has a better long-term cosmetic um, outcome and can minimize dose to normal tissue in the treatment field. Um uh, we we treat either with more standard doses of radiation or sometimes we treat with shorter courses of radiation. There's many studies showing that that's a safe thing to do for a particular patients. So if it's the right patient, we will do that. We have um, different 
energy energy um, photons, different energy radiation beams right. in our machine, and we individualize the particular beam energy we want to use based on the size of the patient or what we're treating. Um, no two patients are built the same, and each plan is individualized. The other thing that I think is unique about our department is when a patient's um, breast cancer treatment is planned, we meet daily as a department with all of the physicians, our entire physics team, dosimetry, our chief therapist, social worker, nurse, um, and we review every physician's plan before a patient actually comes to the department to make sure that everyone is in agreement with what one individual doctor has chosen to do. Then what we do is we Patients have a pretend treatment before they actually start treatment, which is pretty standard in most departments. Okay. But what we do is we then also, before the patient actually starts treatment, re-review the plan to make sure that when the machine is actually turned on, it will be accurate for the patient. Okay. So that <clears throat> that gives me confidence um, just to know that there's all these uh, specialists meeting together to discuss me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that, again, makes you stand alone. Um, one, uh, I'm going to take a real quick break, and then I'll be right back with Dr. Allison Grand from St. Barnabas uh, Radiation Oncology. I'm Tom Wood of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. Suffering from neck or back pain can truly disrupt your life. Every day I hear of the stories of people whose lives have been devastated by nerve pain, but who are afraid to see a neurosurgeon. They're scared of surgery. But at Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, we make getting back to the life you want possible using a variety of minimally invasive treatments. Our group of specialists are among the best trained doctors in the state, the leaders in stroke and minimally invasive spine and brain tumor procedures, and we view surgery as the last option. Don't be afraid to end your pain. Trust Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. We have eight offices throughout New Jersey and are affiliated with most healthcare systems. Call 973-285-7800 or visit us at ansdocs.com. That's ansdocs.com. Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. We've truly got your back. Welcome back to Answers Live. I'm your host, Tom Wood. This morning, I'm talking to Dr. Allison Grand. She's the chair of Department of Radiation Oncology at St. Barnabas Medical Center. I'll give her number. It's 973-322-5630. Um, we've been talking um, a lot about radiation oncology and treatment for breast cancer, and um, she's um, really given us some great information what distinguishes um, her center from others. And um, we hear that there's a new machine uh, at your center. Um, so we want to now know what that new machine is and what does it do. So I was lucky enough that um, the hospital purchased for us an Electa Agility machine. It's a $3.5 million piece of equipment. Um, it basically um, can target tumors daily so you can confirm that what you want to treat, you see it every day before the machine beam gets turned on. The machine can um, account for um, normal patient mobility, so respirations, like if a patient's breathing, that obviously can change where normal tissues are or where a tumor is. It can account for rotation, even small rotations on the table if a patient is two millimeters in a different direction. Um, It gives a very quick treatment time, so patients don't need to lay quite as long in the treatment position for very targeted um, therapies, which is easier for patients who may be uncomfortable. Um, And it's being used for many disease sites, but um, stereotactic body radiotherapy is one of um, the new new um, treatments we're implementing in our department. I'm very excited right. about that. And I wanted to ask you about that. Um, 
what is stereotactic body radiotherapy? I mean, it's a big word, so I'm just trying to understand. What, what actually is that? So it's a very, very targeted treatment, a very high dose of radiation to a very small field. It treats essentially the tumor without any margin. Wow. Um, it is given, uh, we know that for certain cancers, they are either more resistant to radiation or they're surrounded by normal tissues which are too sensitive to radiation to give high enough doses to kill the cancer cells. So for certain disease sites like early stage lung cancer, for patients who may not be surgical candidates, this um, has been proven to be very effective. Um, you, it's usually just, you know, five treatments, um, uh, individualized treatments, and the survival and local control appears to be equivalent to surgery. Um, for tumors near the spinal cord, which is a very sensitive organ, you can give very high doses of radiation to very small fields without worrying about overdosing. Um, the spinal cord. Um, it's being looked at for, for um, certain gastrointestinal malignancies like pancreas cancer. Um, and we're very, very excited to be able to implement this in our department. And does this machine look any different than a normal machine? Um, is it like a big thing you would go into? No, or? it actually, it doesn't look different than, okay. a, than a normal machine, no. So it's the insides of it that makes yes. it what it is. Um, do you utilize a 4D, seatment, uh, 4D CT treatment planning? I hear that buzzword, um, 4D treatment. What is that, and do you utilize that there? So um, we do. Um, as I said in the beginning, when a patient needs radiation therapy, the first thing we do is plan a patient's radiation where we put them in the position they'll be treated in and we do a CAT scan. We have a CAT scan which is capable of accounting for 4D motion such as respiration. So if a patient has a lung cancer, when you do their CAT scan, you can account for the patient's respiration. Um, the, the scan um, moves at such a pace and has such thin images that you can actually see the tumor moving. Um, so again, you can treat the smallest volume possible maximizing dose to what needs radiation and minimizing dose to the critical structure surrounding okay. the area. And that's an imaging piece of equipment mm -hmm. where the clarity is a treatment type of... Well, clarity is um, imaging also because that's ultrasound imaging. Okay. This is the 4D CT is actually on our CAT scan. It's, a, it, it's part of the CAT scan imaging. Okay. But the important thing is it actually accounts for movement, which is probably one of the scarier things years ago when you had to have radiation oncology or radiation treatment that's scary enough. And then when they say don't move, the fear of not moving, it's like an MR, which stressed the heck out of you. So um, that's great that we have that new technology right here in our backyard. We talked um, a little bit, um, a lot about breast cancer, and we touched on lung cancer a little bit. But what new treatments do you offer for um, the other types? We hear a lot about colon cancer and liver cancer. Can we touch on that a little bit? So we were the second um, site in the state of New Jersey to um, um, offer um, patients with metastatic colon cancer primarily to the liver, or um, you can actually use it for other disease sites, targeted radiation to their liver tumors. And it's basically a same-day procedure where um, it's done in interventional radiology, where a catheter is actually placed into the vessels of the liver. Um, you can target where you want to directly inject your um, radiation particles wow. um, and um, inject them. You know, in interventional radiology, we work with our them in our department. Um, it's very effective. It actually has been shown to improve disease-free 
um, survival and it's good for local control um, for colon cancer metastasized to the liver other tumors although the most data is with colorectal cancer and even primary liver tumors like hepatocellular carcinoma it's being been used for Okay. Is that similar to with prostate cancer when they would put in the radioactive seeds that we've heard? Is it similar to that type where you're instilling the radiation? Um, similar but different. Okay. When you put seeds seeds in, um, they basically stay in the prostate and deliver radiation. It can be up, you know, the half-life of those seeds can be like 17 days. Okay. So we usually say it takes four half-lives for the radiation to really dissipate. So that radiation in the prostate is there for a longer period of time. Okay. When you inject into the liver tumors, it's it's a beta emitter. It has a very short range. It only um, spans about two millimeters. And the patients really, there's no long-lasting radioactivity. It, it dissipates much more quickly. Much more quickly. So you're not, you don't have to stay away from small children and that type of thing. For not the same kind of time as a prostate patient, yeah. Okay. Um, I hear something about a brachytherapy. Am I saying that correct? What disease um, sites do you treat with that brachytherapy? So like you said, the seeds actually for prostate is a form of low dose rate brachytherapy. Okay. But we also have something called a nucleotron machine, which delivers high dose rate brachytherapy. High dose rate brachytherapy is nice because it's only given while the patient is in the department and when the patient leaves the department, there is no radiation in their body. Um, it is a critical component to treating gynecologic malignancies. We have a very uh, two very active uh, GYN oncologists. We treat a lot of cervical cancer and uterine cancer with this form of brachytherapy. We also actually have high dose rate applicators to treat skin cancer, which is very nice for patients. If it's in a site which isn't good for surgery or, or the patient shouldn't have most surgery, Surgery. Again, it's something that can be done t- twice a week for patients in the department where they come twice a week for, you know, five or six treatments with excellent cosmetic outcomes for skin cancers and local control. Okay. That explains it. Um, at Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, where, of course, where I'm from, um, we are leaders in, in uh, brain tumor treatment um, surgically, and we utilize, of course, you for a lot of that. Um, Can you explain to us and and the listeners, um, what do we do for brain tumor treatment and radiation oncology? So it depends on the type of brain tumor, um, but basically we have excellent equipment as well. One of the... um, like stereotactic body radiosurgery, we can actually do stereotactic um, radiotherapy for small brain tumors, where again, if it's a brain metastasis, something that's spread from another part of the body, you can give a very high dose of radiation to a very small field um, in the brain and spare critical structures. So we work with you guys um, Mm -hmm. to do that on a regular basis. Um, For other kinds of more aggressive brain tumors, um, after surgery, radiation is, is a critical component. And we also, again, have not only our new machine, but a tomotherapy machine, which also uses image guidance daily to make sure that we're maximizing dose to our tumor and minimizing dose to critical structures like the nerves of the eye, um, the brain stem. I mean, when you're treating a brain tumor, you have to be even that more particular. Right. Okay. Um, like I said, we, we've worked, our group has worked with yours uh, quite extensively. So it kind of goes into one of my final questions. Um, I have two was, but discuss your multidisciplinary approach to patient care. You do work with a lot of different specialties. Um, can you explain to listeners how that works? Right. So we have probably 12 multidisciplinary tumor boards. One is with your group. So I'll use your group as an example. So for brain tumors, we meet Um, on a regular basis to discuss cases. Patients are presented in that meeting. There's multiple neurosurgeons, um, pathologists, 
radiologists, radiation oncologists, and medical oncologists will present cases to come up with a consensus plan from many different um, subspecialists to figure out what is the best way to take care of that patient. Is there something that maybe one doctor didn't think about and another physician is thinking about? We want to make sure that no stone is left unturned when we're taking care of patients. And we actually do that for every disease site, lung, breast, uh, GI malignancies, pediatric, lymphoma. I mean, you name it, and we meet as a group to discuss those individual cases with the subspecialists. That's good. It makes uh, us feel very confident as um, patients. Um, one of my final questions, I'll put you on the spot. Um, I know the answer, but again, how do you distinguish yourself? There's so many, you see it on TV, there's ads for cancer treatments, uh, and, and I know being in the medical field where, where I should go, but a lot of people don't. What distinguishes yourself and your center if you had to kind of sum it up in a sentence or two? I think some of the things we've already discussed in terms of especially our morning conference with my entire team of excellent staff. We have well-trained physicians, which many places have, but we really individualize the care. We don't give radiation to someone who doesn't need it. Um, we think about each patient as an individual. We um, it's, it's all about the person right. um, and doing the best to cure the cancer um, and and we don't take that for granted. Right. And I've met you and your colleagues um, and you're all very, very personable, very approachable and you do give that feeling of um, kind of like going home, so to speak, um, and in, in a scary diagnosis of cancer, um, you really want to find a place that you feel comfortable going and that's definitely... Um, um, with you there. Again, it's Dr. Allison Grand. She's the uh, chairperson of the Department of Radiation Oncology at St. Barnabas Medical Center. To reach Dr. Grand, her colleagues at her center, it's 973-322-5630. And again, um, I'll give our, my plug for my place, which is Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, um, located at 310 Madison Avenue in Morristown. To reach us, it's 973 973- Two eight five seven eight zero zero, or you can reach us on the web, which is ansdocs.com. I want to thank you all again for listening, and please uh, tune in next Sunday for another exciting show. Have a wonderful day. Join us again next week for Answers Live, your community medical connection, making a partnership of good health. The preceding program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions.